In a digital world, keeping up with all the platforms and all the trends can be daunting and overwhelming to say the least. Just when you think you have it all figured out, there's a new platform demanding attention and a new algorithm code to crack. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-host and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today I'm joined by Amber Courtney, owner of Light Living Photography and this month's educator within our TMA membership. Amber so kindly agreed to chat with me today about all things Instagram and growing a photography business account. Amber truly has the resume to back up what she teaches in the episode today. Not only her business account on Instagram is quite the success, she managed to grow her account by 10,000 followers in only six months. Isn't that incredible? I can't think of a better person to share exactly how to make Instagram work for you. So grab a pen and paper because Amber is sharing exactly what she did to experience such outstanding growth. Now I present to you episode number 16 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. I'm super excited. I know I say that every time with every guest and I am, but I'm super excited to talk to you today. You are one of our educators inside our membership this month, and it is so good. I mean, like you are, I mean, I've listened to the course twice now and I've picked up so many things. And so first of all, your content's called Collecting Gold Coins with Instagram. Yes, yes. It is all about, you say, how you grew your following to 19K and over 10,000 in just six months. Yeah, and I'm at 20K now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. Before we dive into all that and how you did that, I want to hear about you and your business. Tell me a little bit about how you got started and all about your photography business. Well, first, I just want to say I'm really, really honored to be here and just so excited. I've loved your community for years, and I'm in love with your podcast. It's now on my full rotation of podcasts, (laughs) and I know you guys just started it a little bit ago, but it's so good, so I'm really excited to be here. So my business, um, I've only been in business for about six years. I actually, I am an interpreter for the deaf. So this is the first year that I went completely, completely full into my photography because it was really hard for me to let go of that career. It's something that I'm very passionate about, but now I'm really excited to dive into this because I can just provide a lot more for my family and really be me and express my art. So how long have you had your, your photography business? Only six years. Oh, wow. Well, that's still a long time. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a long time. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I should say the business probably only like five years because I didn't even know anything about photography. I was an artist growing up. So I always drew and painted flowers and faces and women with children, which is what I'm really, really love photographing now as a motherhood photographer. But I didn't really know anything about photography until my first son, who's now seven and a half, he, for his first birthday, I rented a Sony mirrorless camera and just fell in love with it and quickly was buying up every education I could find. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't learn about photography earlier. (laughs) Did you start out as a motherhood photographer, family photographer? Yes. That's what I've always been. Unlike a lot of photographers who 
go into weddings and really go that route. I've always just wanted to focus on motherhood and family maternity. Yeah. Well, it's so beautiful. Everyone that's listening should definitely go to your website and look at your beautiful work. It's just, I can see that you paint, like it's so painterly and Oh, thank you. Colors and the light are just so beautiful. So everyone should definitely check that out. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. So Um, you went full-time this year, right? Yes, we went full-time this year. And also I released my education course. So I have no time for interpreting really even. (laughs) Yeah, it's been good. I think we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. And so I love that you say embrace the algorithm and that yes. you, you equate it to a to a fun game. So talk about that a little bit. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hear so often that the algorithm is, you know, just terrible right. and I can't move forward because of the algorithm. And to me, I feel like you should just embrace it because whatever you fight against And whatever your blocks are around something, you're going to continue to have a block around that. You know what I mean? So if you think the algorithm is a bad thing, it's going to continue to to block you, really. But if you really embrace it and see all the positivity in it and see how, wow, Instagram shows me really quality content. Wow, Instagram shows me what I want to see. That is a good thing. So I want to make sure I'm putting out content that the algorithm is going to embrace as well. So I really like to view it like a little Mario Kart game where- I love that because I have boys. And so I can I can see that. Yes, I have two boys as well. So I just think of myself as driving in a little car, you know, whatever character you want to be. <laughs> Just picking up little gold coins and whenever I get a comment or a DM, you have to just think about about it like a little gold coin, like ding, 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 ding. That is a perspective that makes it a lot more fun instead of thinking what it can't do for you, think about what it can do for you and your business and just enjoying it and appreciating every comment, every DM and every follower. You talked also in your content um, inside our membership about just you know, how Instagram, I guess we all, we all know how it impacts our business as far as like just bringing our ideal client to us. I suppose if you're putting out the the right things, right? So if you're talking, talk about that, just how like content and Instagram um, followers equal more business. Yeah. So the more engagement you get on a post, that means the more Instagram will put it out to more people. It's like a trickle effect. So it only trickles it out to 10% of your audience first to see, is this a, a popular post? If it starts getting engagement, that means that Instagram is going to say, oh, okay, this is something other people might want to see. So they start trickling it out to more of your followers. It's like a little test every 10%. So when you get more engagement and meaning more comments, more likes, more DMs in your Instagram and more shares. That's another thing. If people share your post, that gets you extra points, extra gold coins. <laughs> as far as those things, like, is there one that's more important than the other? That, do you get more points for one of those? 
So it would go in the order of sharing would be, I think, the highest number of points. When people save to their collection, that gives you a lot of gold coins. Um, and then comments are a really great um, indicator for Instagram. Likes are probably the least amount. So um, just hitting like on a post isn't going to give it a lot of benefit. So that's why I think it's really important for you to not only when you're scrolling, go through and don't just hit like and, and go past it. Make sure you take the time for the people that you genuinely like as well. Take the time to go comment on theirs, save posts that you're actually interested in because that helps them out as well. And then they're more likely to come to your feed and do the same. So does Instagram know the difference between love it, that's so beautiful, and then more of a sincere, lengthy comment? I think shorter comments don't get as much. Yeah, lo longer with more words are going to get a lot more. And somehow, some way, I'm not going to claim I, I know how the algorithm works exactly, but right. they can tell when there's genuine engagement versus okay, this is like clearly a pod where they are just going and commenting and they don't really like it. They're just like, great work. You right. know, right. <laughs> I think it really can tell. So if you're going and leaving genuine comments on other people's feeds and trying to write something other than, you know, where's this dress from? <laughs> yeah. Write something really genuine about their work, then you're going to start attracting and getting more of that back onto your feed. Tell us more. So tell me some of the things that you suggest that we do. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be con a constant stream of new clients for you. So that's one of the benefits of having your Instagram get higher engagement. There's lots of tips we can do to get that higher engagement. One of the things that I really highly recommend is always utilizing carousels. I pretty much never post just one photo to a post. Each post will either be a reel of a slideshow of posts or a carousel, which means you selected several photos. And I think you can do up to 10 photos in one post. So go ahead and take advantage of all of those options. So I know that when you do a session, there's probably not just one photo that you love from it. Definitely pick several. So maybe like a distance shot, a mid shot, a close-up shot, and it really tells a mini story for the, the session. So people are more likely to engage in those posts than if it's just one. They may be like, oh, that number four shot, that number three shot. And it actually, the one that's on the cover is more important because that's the one that people are going to see in their explore page. So they're going to be scrolling and they're going to see the, the first photo on there. So you really want to make sure that that photo is really eye-catching and really has faces in it. So you usually don't want to just put like a flat lay. I mean, unless you're really amazing at flat lays and have beautiful composition and colors and flowers and stuff. But usually Instagram favors faces. So if you're putting, you know, a cover photo on it, try to have a face, um, usually like a mid shot, like a mid shot is a good one, but you can vary it up in your feed. I just would recommend avoiding too many, like just detail shots as the cover because Instagram does favor the faces as, as do humans in general. It's more eye catching. 
this one, I, I, I feel like a dummy because I never really thought about that, that by posting multiple images, you're really encouraging that engagement, but it's very, it's common sense. You know, people want to see what else is there. And so they, yes. So if they love that photo, they want to see more. <laughs> Yeah. And they're much more likely to leave a comment in, in that case. I've, I've noticed that. I mean, I've studied other people's feeds who I'm like, oh my gosh, their work is amazing. Why do they not have more followers? <laughs> and I can kind of see some of the common pitfalls where they're just posting one photo from a session, or they're just putting really generic comments in their caption, which we can talk about as well. So I'll just go ahead and ask this question. I think as a photographer, you know, I feel like what I'm sharing is like, oh, this is like my favorite from the session is so beautiful. I want to share this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it gets a little engagement, but if I share like just a shot of my child, my own kid, that's maybe just a snapshot, you know, nothing like gorgeous work or anything, it gets so much engagement. And you think about the fact that, okay, so how do I get that you know, I think what I'm trying to say is like, as people are scrolling, they're like, oh, another family, I don't know, another kid, I don't know, another family, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, but when they see your child, it's like, oh, he's so cute, you know, like you get all that engagement, like, how do we encourage that with our work? That's a great question and a really great point that in general, people don't really care about the family that you're photographing, they care about you as a photographer and your work. So just putting generic stuff about, oh, this family is is so sweet. And yeah, here was our session, beautiful day. You know, that type of thing is not going to get as much engagement, but putting personal details about your life and your kids into the caption that relates to that session is going to get you so much more engagement. So you don't necessarily have to put, and I actually don't recommend putting snapshots in your feed that if it's a professional photography feed that aren't like taken right. with your can your professional camera and right. in the lighting you would typically do. I mean, the, the photos of the family are always going to be really high engagement. Um, but I do recommend that they're more like, you know, you, ha- you oh, did yeah. professional photos, but you can get that same result by just talking about your kids in the caption or having a professional photo as the cover image and then a carousel of images behind where you can see the in, the iPhone snapshots. That's another option too. But just to keep your feed really consistent, it's good to have the cover photo be one that you took with your, your same settings and camera equipment and all that. But yeah, that is such a great point because people really do prefer to know more about you than the client's. Yeah. So that's a, I guess, always a challenge, you know, how do you work that into the comments, but that that's a good, good tip. It does. Your comments don't always have to be about the image that you're sharing. Right. No, a lot of the time they'll just be like, I may say a really short sentence about the session and then relate it back to my own life or have like a PS I'm, I'm going to Tahoe today. And we're so excited to make snowmen. And what are you up to? Or something like that would be an example where you just, you could do a short amount about the client and then really bring it back to yourself. Cause that's what your followers really want to know about. <laughs> I think I'm so visual and, and a little bit ADD that I'm guilty of not reading a lot and just looking at at images. And so any tips for just encouraging people to start to read the comments? 
Yeah, I, I would just make your captions not too long. So not just one sentence, but also not multiple paragraphs. Usually people won't sit and read multiple paragraphs, but they're definitely going to read the first few sentences underneath, especially the part where you can see it. And then it's like Instagram does the dot, 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 unless you click read more. So that part, you definitely want to have something that's engaging or about yourself or what you're up to. And you can even talk about your challenges. And I, I talk about this in, in the workshop too. You can talk about something you're going through, but just make sure it's spun in a positive light in the end. So you're not just complaining on Instagram because that can make people not as wanting to, <laughs> not as interested in, in following if they feel like all they're getting is negativity and complaining, but you can still bring up like, oh my gosh, um, I'm just struggling to keep up with the house and um, the laundry's piling up, but I've decided to incorporate this new system. Let me know about what you guys are doing to help keep, you know, the house under control as a mom, things like that, that might relate to your followers and clients as well. Clients like to see that too, but then you want to add like that little silver lining or that positive spin to it. So you're not just saying putting out something that's um, negative. Sure. <laughs> you also talk about how important it, it is to interact with your followers and to comment on every single comment back on every single comment. Yes, it is so important. Not only does that engagement back and forth, that increases your gold coins in Instagram. So Instagram as a whole, the platform is a social platform. They want you to build relationships there. They want you to make new friends there and talk to people. So when they comment, you want to always write back for two reasons. One reason the algorithm loves it when you are having conversations with people and building those relationships. And number two, people appreciate that their comment was noticed and appreciated because if they comment on your posts all the time or say they did it three times in a row and you maybe just hit the like button and never really acknowledged them as a person on your feed, they might not come back and write another thing because they're like, oh, she, I love her work, but she doesn't really notice when I comment. So why bother? So if you really show people that you appreciate them and say, thank you so much, I really appreciate that. And oh my gosh, that's such an honor that you would say that, or, you know, just like genuinely care about the people who are engaging on your account, that is really going to help grow your account and have people come back and comment. Guys, I've had some, there's some people that comment on my feed that they've been commenting for years and <laughs> I always appreciate them. Do you set aside, like, I'm going to spend 30 minutes interacting with people on Instagram every day, like to, in order to grow your followers to 10 K or by 10 K in six months, did you, did you like, was that strategic? I'm going to do this for this much time every day. No, I, I'll be honest. I know that works well for some people, but I think it's really more about just flipping the switch on that perspective. And like, instead of it being like a chore, think of it as something that's, it's fun and to build relationships on there. I, I'll be honest. A lot of my Instagramming is in the bath. 
Really? <laughs> like in the morning, I, I'm not a shower person. I take a bath and I'm always on Instagram. I'm planning shoots. I'm doing a lot, like just sitting there. And it's like a relaxation for me. So for me, because I enjoy Instagram, there's not like a, a certain amount that I'm like, I have to sit down and do this. And then it feels more like a chore, but that's the time where I'm relaxing and it's kind of time where I can take to do that. So whatever works for you, I do think that every day getting on there is really important, but however much you want to put into it, that is totally up to you. I don't think anybody should feel pressure to do a certain amount per day, but I think just, there's a lot of elements that went into that significant growth in six months, but it, it wasn't about doing 30 minutes a day or whatever. I am on Instagram every day and I do check it multiple times a day, probably more than I would say, you know, you have to, it's just because I really honestly enjoy it. But there were a lot of other elements that, that went into that. One being that I have a really signature style that um, I've cultivated over the years. And I did a lot of brand shoots in the past year where they were specifically for my course content that I was filming behind the scenes. So I think that boosted because it was really showing who I truly am as a photographer and my art, because I do always you know, guide my clients to wardrobe and guide them on specific locations that are going to work for what they want and work for the lighting, work for the time of year, et cetera. But there were probably more shoots in that six per month period that were like just Amber, like they were just light living photography. I chose everything, every detail about them. So I think that significantly went into that really quick growth um, also showing reels that were more like they were slideshows of a bunch of different sessions that were my favorite images from those sessions. That can be a real boost because then people see like, wow, there's like a lot of great work here. I'm going to follow her. So that's a couple of, a couple of things that I did that really boosted that. And you also talk about um, responding to DMs and that also boosts your, I guess, algorithm or gives you coins. So I, I guess yeah. I've never really even thought about how um, DMs affected that. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you're, uh, yeah, that can make all the difference because DMs are definitely algorithm points. So even if you're like, oh, you know, you're talking to Allison Lintil Photography right. and instead of texting her, get on Instagram and DM her. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that was probably probably something I shouldn't do, but now I'm thinking, well, if it's going to help, like that's the place to communicate. Yes, Instagram wants you on their platform as much as possible. They want you building those relationships, communicating with other people. That's the whole goal of their platform. So, yeah, if you can DM instead of text, that I do recommend that. And then also do more stories where you're asking your audience questions. You're using those little stickers that are in, you know, in the story buttons. Like you can do ask a question or poll, things like that. People love to give their opinion, right? <laughs> so if you ask something, ask for your followers' opinion on something, ask them what, what should you guys talk about on your podcast? That's a great place to do that. 
give me a few examples of questions that you ask that get the best, um, the most responses. Like, I, it seems like anytime I ask a personal question about, um, hey, I'm, I'm headed to Nashville, where should, where should we go? What, what should we eat? Like you get so much feedback from a question like that. That's um, great. Yeah, see, yeah. exactly. Um, and that boosts your gold coins. Um, so for me as an educator, I do ask like, what tips would you like this one? This like, would you like more lighting tips, more posing tips, more of oh, this or that? That gets a lot of engagement. My biggest ones are about once a month. I do like ask me anything. Those are great because it could be either a personal question or a photography question. Those get tons of responses, but even just something simple as like last week, we were trying to pick a paint color and I asked people what's their favorite white paint color. And that got so many responses mm -hmm. because my following is mostly women and, um, mostly mothers. So, <laughs> right. and with a similar, like light and airy aesthetic. So asking what white pink color was actually a really big topic. So just, it could be anything that you want to engage, or you could just make it open-ended up to you, but definitely try to respond back to all those people, either share the response. If it's a question that's, you know, more professional or something that you're comfortable sharing or just write them back in a DM, that's going to, that's going to boost your algorithm. So tell us about mining for followers. Yeah. So this is something I found out through Jenna Kutcher. I don't know if you've listened yeah. to her podcast. Yeah. The gold digger podcast is great. She, this was years ago when I think I had 500 followers when I heard her say this, and I, it's great for getting past that 1k, 2k hurdle. Cause I do think it's harder in the beginning on Instagram to get past those hurdles. Once you start getting momentum, it's much easier on Instagram. What you can do when you are trying to get past those initial milestones is go to other photographers who have a similar style a similar look that you also love, but they have a lot more followers than you. So go through their followers and find accounts that you genuinely like. I do think that it's important to be genuine on, on Instagram and not just do things to try to get followers because those are not going to be engaging followers. You want people who are going to actually engage with your account. So if you get, if you go onto people's account who have a similar style, but more followers, then look through their followers. So if someone likes my feed, they can go look at who's following me and find smaller accounts that they also genuinely like, follow them, and then go comment on some of their photos, like, and comment. And those smaller accounts that follow me, and we're in a all similar light and area aesthetic, maybe, then those smaller accounts are likely to follow you back and engage with you back. Once someone is a, in a bigger account, like where, like with my account now, I get a lot of followers, a lot of comments. So I don't necessarily go back and follow everyone that follows me anymore. But I used to do this in the beginning where I would always go back. Whoever followed me, I'd follow them back and engage with them. So those smaller accounts, it's, it's like piggybacking. You can go and then when people see that you've commented on their, on their feed, they're, they're likely going to follow you back. How do you feel about hashtags? I love hashtags. I'm all about hashtags still. So 
I know some people say hashtags are dead, but I really don't think they are. It's just, it's different. So it used to be a long time ago where like hashtags could make all the difference in your photo, but now it's, it's the photo itself does need to, you know, be an eye-catching photo, meaning having great composition, great lighting, emotion. Those are a few elements of an eye-catching photo. So you can't just have hashtags on a photo of a dog sitting on a floor and hashtags on this beautiful family photo with gorgeous lighting and composition. Just because they have the same hashtags doesn't mean they're both going to get the same amount of engagement, right? So it used to be more the case with that, but now it's, it's really more about relatability for Instagram to know what this post is about, how to categorize it and how to get it to the right people that are going to like it and engage with it. So if you're not utilizing hashtags, you're missing a huge element and Instagram doesn't know who you are. They don't know your niche. They don't know what this photo is about. So you're missing out on an opportunity for Instagram to help you get that post to the right people. And I think you said that it's that you put them in the caption and not in the comments. Yes, I always have. And so I've always recommended that because I've always had really high engagement proportionally for the amount of followers that I have. And I've always had them in the caption instead of in the comments. So I highly recommend that. Um, I know there's some different theories on that, but that's just what I've always done. And it's worked for me. Use the max if you can, the max amount of hashtags. So I'll have like a caption, like a small paragraph caption, then like a dot, dot, dot to kind of skip to the next line. So you don't see the captions necessarily unless you click the read more, right? Um, And then using a combination of a lot of different hashtags, like um, really broad ones and really narrow, small niched ones. So um, you don't want to just have all broad because then your your search might get lost in a hundred million posts with that hashtag. But you also want, so you want to niche it to like the smaller, more specific hashtags, but the combination of the two works well because then you get it to a broad audience, but it's also Instagram knows what the niche is, what the specific elements of the photo are. One hashtag I always use is the motherhood anthology. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) That's like pretty much in every post that I do. But it's important to not copy paste your hashtags because that's a big um, red flag to the algorithm that you might be a bot. See, I did not know that. Yeah. So you definitely never want to copy paste. So I always write my hashtags out in the post. Like I hand type them out quite a few. So it does take a, a good, you know, five minutes or so to type out my caption and my hashtags. And I put my geographical location in there, you know, Bay area photographer. And then I also love to add blog hashtags like the motherhood anthology or other ones that might relate. So if it's like a wedding photo, you would want to use a hashtag for different wedding blogs. If it's a motherhood photo, you would want to use different motherhood blog hashtags that apply. And then using your area and target areas where you want clients to find it as well. So which areas might have your more ideal client versus which areas might not. You don't want to use those hashtags. So 
um, I'll maybe hashtag Walnut Creek photographer or Danville photographer areas where I think there might be more of my ideal clients. And then you can also do trending ones, like I'm trying to think one off the top of my head, but you know, ones like motherhood through Instagram, that would be like a, a trending type of, of hashtag where it's not a specific blog, but it's a specific phrase that has a lot of posts under it related to that. And you think do show personality. That's a tip that you, you gave as well. In the captions. Yeah. Right, right, right. So let's see, you say stay away from being too professional. Yes. So in the captions as well, we definitely want to avoid just saying, oh, the, the sky was pretty and oh, this baby is cute. I, that's, if you see someone with like not a lot of engagement, but their photos really great. And you look at the caption, it's probably something like that. (laughs) You're like, why doesn't that photo have more engagement? Oh, that's why the caption says these two kids are cute. (laughs) You know, that's getting a little close to home for me because I think I'm kind of like a person of few words anyway. And, and so I guess I thought that was maybe my personality, sharing my personality that I like that I, and I don't read a whole lot. So I like the, the images versus like, I don't read the caption so many times, but now you've got me thinking that I need to share more and write more. Yeah, just a little, it doesn't have to be a whole story. Cause I'm with you. I'm very visual person. I mean, that's why I I was a sign language interpreter. I'm very, I'm an artist, like a painter, an artist, a sign language interpreter, a photographer. I'm like so visual. It's ridiculous. Just try to throw in something about what you did today, like what you did this week, what your kids are up to, you know, just try to add elements about your personal life or just what you would text a friend or something that inspired you about the session too. That's true. That would make it more interesting than here are these people that you don't know. (laughs) Well, they're going to get to know you though. I mean, that's why they really follow you is because they love you for you. And that's why they're, I mean, like the people in the photo, like we were talking about, like, so the, you know, your general followers don't know those people. So if that's all you're talking about is how, uh, um, how beautiful they are, you know, like that's not much to comment on, but I can see how sharing more personal things about yourself, then that gives them something to want to be interested in and to remark, remark about. And so, yeah. And you could add elements of what inspires you as a photographer in general. So like one thing for me is, is paintings like impressionistic European painting. So you know, say this, I had this session at this Iris garden and I was inspired by a Monet painting that I saw or something like that. You could add to it something that is kind of about you, but also mixed in with your work and your inspiration. You could add elements of, and I I talk about this in another slide in the workshop too, is adding your inner child. Like my inner child was always like frolicking through the woods, pretending I was a little fairy, like <laughs> just like making it. little, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Like making little flower crowns out of dandelions. And so now I add a lot of editorial type flower crowns to my shoe. I love like the flowing long dresses that look kind of um, fairy tale esque. So those are elements of me. And I can talk about that, who I, who I was as a kid and how that in, inspires my work. Now, those are things that attract your ideal 
client to you and build your Instagram following because it's niching you down to who you are and showing more about you. I think like you talked earlier about like your like rapid growth was not only like collecting the coins and doing all the things and commenting and, but also having something that people are interested, like beautiful images when they do get to your account. And so you talk about like just focusing on composition and lighting and creating emotion. Talk a little bit about what you think about when you're, when you're choosing images. So composition is huge. Lighting. I am very known for having a lot of glow and backlight in my photos, which I think can really add to the emotion behind the photo. So using light as part of your art is, is going to help. So lighting composition, but then emotion as well. So most likely the photos where just the families looking at the camera aren't going to get as much engagement compared to ones where they're connecting. And I use prompts in my work, like having a mother tell her little boy what she's proud of him for, or what's your favorite thing about dad? What, what's your favorite thing about mom? Which, which superhero does dad remind you of things that are going to like really make that emotion pull out and that connection between people, those are definitely the most liked photos, but yeah, composition and lighting and improving on that is really going to improve your, your work as well. So that's why I think education is so important. The motherhood anthology membership as an educational tool is awesome. And I have my course coming out that, or it came out like five months ago. So it's, it's been awesome. And I have all about that in there. Color palette is also really important to building a strong brand. And I know this can be a little bit of, you know, controversial, but for me, it's helped a lot in making my feed really cohesive and flow together. So if you were to start at the top and flow down all of the colors of what people are wearing, the editing style, the lighting style, all go really well together. They're very cohesive for my brand. So my brand has really soft pastels mixed with light grays and creams and um, neutrals, things like that. So I think it's really important to choose a color palette. There's no color palette that's one is better than the other at all. It's just picking one color palette. Like if you are a bold and saturated photographer, you want to guide your clients on how to choose those type of clothing. Um, so having a style guide that you send to them and making sure they understand that this is the style that creates that type of image that they see on the website and the feed, um, make sure that it matches that. Or so if you're an, if you love earthy tones, like kind of greens and, and other earthy tone maroons and things like that, just make sure you're incorporating that throughout your feed. That really makes a difference for followers. Cause when they see something is really cohesive, they're more likely to follow it. And also for clients, it definitely helps to increase your pricing, like what you charge a lot faster because it's very niche and very specific and people know what they're going to get. Do you have a client wardrobe? 
Yeah, I do, but I slowly am investing in pieces. It's not a huge client wardrobe, but I've invested in kind of more expensive dresses, but just like when, just every few months when I can. So I do use those and offer those to clients for free. That really, really helps. But I also send them a style guide and guide them through that on a phone call. If they prefer to have their own dress, that's totally fine with me too. Just as long as they understand like what's going to help create that look. Right. And I think you said somewhere like you don't necessarily share every session. Right. That's yeah, really important. I actually don't share a lot of sessions. (laughs) I really pick and choose my favorites. Yeah. It's the ones that really represent my brand. Well, the ones where like their outfits really were on par or maybe say the dad didn't why get like he tried I mean all my clients try but you know some of them may you know not quite the guy may not quite understand it so then I might just show the mother and baby pictures or something like that just be very choosy about what you want to attract because whatever you post on your feed is going to attract more people that like that so if you don't like red flannel and jeans photos on your like if you don't like that type of look for your brand, then you definitely don't want to show that on your feed because that's going to attract clients that want to wear that. I've always been of that mindset that you only share what you absolutely love, but I know so many people and and I understand it. Like you feel the pressure because you know, that client's waiting for a sneak peek and like, you know, you you Yeah, I wouldn't feel that pressure to have them see their sneak peeks in that way. I text sneak peeks always to my clients. Yeah, actually, I send them, I make them a nice little slideshow and text it to them. Although now that I've just recently switched to doing IPS, thanks to the amazing influence of the motherhood anthology community, (laughs) now I'll be doing that slideshow with them like on a Zoom call and showing them. But before, even just as shoot and burn, I always sent them like a little slideshow with the music. So are you, what are you using for the slideshow? I use an app called CapCut. Okay. Right now. That's my favorite one. I, I think like, is it pick time that has, like you can do the app where you can share. Um, yes. I do that as well when I send in a gallery, but for sneaks, I'd like to make one. And then often I will ask them what their wedding song was. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. And I, I say, what was your wedding song? And I'll play it during the session, but I'll also often, if it works well for the session, use that. And then they're like crying and, (laughs) you know, you know, it's because it's their wedding song and now they have the baby and (laughs) I know you, you hate to um, be happy that you make them cry. (laughs) You know that it's meaningful when they do. So no, it's a good thing. Right. Right. Let's see. So um, talk about reels. Um, Okay. So reels, obviously that's the big thing right now, but I say, do it. However, feels most authentic to you. Don't feel the pressure to just copy what someone else is doing because you're like, Oh, I have to do this because this is what's going to get me more followers. Don't think of it like that. I'd say if you see something like a reel that inspires you, then yeah, go ahead and, and create something like that. But 
I was never personally someone who was into like the dancing and the TikTok, like fads. Yes, me, the girl that doesn't even like to share a lot in the caption, yeah. the real is just extremely intimidating. So yeah, yeah. Tell us how we can not yeah, be so. Whatever feels natural to you and fun for you. Don't try to fight something that doesn't feel right. To me, I'm not going to sit there and point at words or dance around. So for me, I just really love showing my work on my feet. And so I'll either have like tips. Um, My most popular one is that six tips for flattering maternity photos. And then I have another one, five tips for sharp photos or ones that just have like a template you find where you're like, oh, that's so cool. You can hit the button that says use template and put the images in and it automatically like matches it to the music. Oh, I love those because that's a lot less work and it goes really well. And you're like, I don't know, it has more impact. So I really love slideshows that show my work. They can give tips to either clients. So you could do a tips on, so say you're not an educator, like I have tips for photographers because I'm an educator, but say you're not, and you just want to give clients some tips that can attract more people to book you and get you more followers. So if you have like five tips for getting your kids prepared for their session, and one is like making sure you're adjusting nap times two, making sure you have snacks, three, making sure you filled out your photographer's questionnaire. (laughs) things like that, whatever it is that you think is going to help your clients. That's a great, it's kind of like the new age blog (laughs) Okay. in a more abbreviated version. So kind of FAQs, like commonly asked questions by your clients, that would be a good thing to make a reel out of. So I have a question for you. So, and I'm, I just try to be transparent on here. So I don't try, like, I feel like sometimes people may think, oh my goodness, how did you how did you have a business for this long? Because you don't know anything. <laughs> no, no one's thinking that. So, <laughs> surround yourself with lots of smart people. That's my advice. But so this is my <laughs> question. So I am also a partner at Indie Film Lab. And so Indie has, I think, 87,000 Instagram followers. And so we have one of the girls there. She actually, she's taken over our feed and posting and things like that. And so We've always, as a film lab, like when someone tags us with an image, we reshare it in our stories, Mm -hmm. like lots of them every day. And so this past week, I noticed that she had stopped sharing so many, like there were, now she's only sharing just a few inside the story. And I was like, Mm -hmm. April, are we not resharing the images? Because I loved it. Like as I loved seeing all the pretty work and I know they appreciated like an account that large resharing their work. And she said that she thought that we were posting too much. Oh gosh, there's no too much. So you don't think that affects, I'm probably not saying the right words, but like by oversharing how many people are seeing the story. So the story in stories, you can't have too much in Instagram posts you can have too much. So in Instagram posts, I say you can have too much because you really want to pick your very highest quality work that most represents your brand. So be pickier, post less often, but more of the best work. In your stories, post away, talk away, be on there all day. So the more 
times throughout the day you post to your stories, the more it's going to pop up on people's, you know, the top part of their thing when they're looking first. I don't know what you call that. Maybe, maybe she was thinking, I'm not sure. You know how, when you're scrolling through stories and there's like a dozen, like so many dashes, maybe you just skip right by because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have all day to click through all that. Maybe that's but I was like, yeah, maybe if it's all just images and there's too many for people to like, you know, go through. Yeah, I can see that. But um, if she did them like different times of the day, so it, it's like one in the morning, one at 10, one at 12, then that's going to keep it fresh in people's feed right. and it's going to keep them at the top of the stories. Um, but yeah, mixing up the content in the stories is also good. Like, if she were to get on there and answer questions or, you know, not like not just doing the exact same thing right, right, right. all the time. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Anything else about stories that we should talk about? Um, yeah, no, just letting them get to know you. That's where you can post more of those family photos, like the iPhone iPhone photos of what you're up to. That's the, the great location for it is in your stories. You can share links to favorite dresses or whatever it is that you want to share in there go you know you can tell people other accounts to go and follow like if you're like oh I'm loving this account go check them out that's another way to share on your stories yeah lots of ways okay Pinterest I love Pinterest so talk about how that how they work together Pinterest and Instagram and how you use those together I love Pinterest and I've always used it as a consumer and not until I think like a year ago, year and a half ago that I started realizing the benefit of it for your photography business. There's so many people that find you on Pinterest and then they are like, oh, wow, that's a great photo. Let me click on that. And you can link it to either your Instagram or link it to a blog that might interest people. Um, Like Again, FAQs, something that is commonly asked, like your gear. So ones that I have are, you know, what's my favorite, my favorite gear, have a Pinterest post that links to that. And then I also link back to my Instagram a lot. And I really feel like that boosted my followers in the last year and a half. I really felt like that sped things up and um, it's free and you don't have to engage on it like you do with Instagram. So it's, I think a little easier, you can more effectively batch the work there and just post it and leave it without having to worry about going back and commenting back to people, if you know what I mean. And you said that you use an app called Tailwind. What does Tailwind do? Tailwind is how you would batch your Pinterest posts. So if you want to plan out an entire month of Pinterest posts, you can plan them all in there, have it automatically scheduled to post to Pinterest and forget about it essentially until the next month. Yeah. So that's something where feels a little more like a a little bit of a chore to me than Instagram. Instagram, I just go on a daily because I love it. Um, Pinterest is something that is easier for me to just batch it and forget it. And it it does its work on there. You have any other tips? Like, I know you talked about like showcasing variety and being unique. Like, do you want to just talk mm-hmm. through a few of those tips? Yeah. So, all my locations, they all have certain elements in common with 
in, in regards to lighting. But I do try to seek out multiple new locations and the new locations, like if I haven't shot there before that typically spikes engagement because, oh, that's something new and different. So if you are always posting one location all the time and not kind of mixing it up, it might be harder to grow as fast. Not, not to say you can't grow, you can definitely still grow, but you want to probably add in as many different elements as you can. Like if you're just a studio photographer, um, maybe invest in a new backdrop and you'll probably see a little spike and in in just seeing something a little bit different. It, can, it should always still fit in your brand, but just having a little bit of variation in how you use flowers and backdrops and things like that. Talk about how you collaborate and how that helps you reach more followers. Yeah, I, I love creating art. So, you know, I used to, like I said, paint and draw a lot of faces. Um, So now I love to create work that is something that I might want to paint. So I think that really creates a unique brand for me. That is a signature element. You know, when I'm showcasing my my artwork and what I want to create, that's going to attract more followers to me because um, the images are, are more uniquely niched to me. So how do I do that? Whatever you're inspired by. Okay. So don't just be like, oh, Amber does it this way. I have to do it this way. No, just think about what inspires you. Like maybe go on Pinterest and see there's an image that really inspires you. Like say you're really inspired by the close connection a mother has with her baby when they're first born. I'm not a newborn photographer, but this is just an example. Say you're like, oh, there's this beautiful image of this woman, like in this vintage dress and she's breastfeeding her baby. And like, you know, you can see her long hair and it's like from whatever it is, like it's this image that you're like, okay, that really inspires me. Now you don't want to just copy something, somebody's art exactly, but you can use it as inspiration and try to create something. You can maybe contact someone on Instagram that you are like, oh, this local blogger is, she's really pretty and she has the long hair and she has the look that I'm kind of going for with this photo and she just had a new baby. So you could reach out to her and say, hey, I am doing this marketing shoot and I'd love to have you in exchange for the images. I would just be choosing the dress and the outfits and the location and and time and all of that. Um, But in exchange for your time, I'd be happy to share some images with you. So that can be really great for both Instagram and for attracting the type of ideal clients that you want. Have you had like a specific like collaboration that was your favorite or that was the most successful for you that you could tell us about? Yeah, some of them that were for my course are my favorite. Yeah, if there's one at a rose garden that was a maternity session and she's wearing a really pretty dress and that was my most liked photo ever. I think it had like 6500 6, likes or something like that. Over 6000 likes and hundreds of comments on the photos. It, it was just beautiful light, beautiful location, beautiful dress, beautiful family. Like they're super sweet. And actually that the little girl was really tough. She was like, um, you know how two-year-olds can sometimes be <laughs> tricky. Wow. 
Um, but it still turned out really, really fun and beautiful. And I loved that one. And I love the ones personally, I also really loved the the fashion ones, like where um like I had one featured in Tatler magazine recently that was really exciting, which is like the sister magazine to Vogue. And it was just a girl on a, like a rocky beach wearing a really cool, unique headpiece that there's a florist that I often work with, Lay Bloomery, and she is just so amazing. And we're hoping to put together like a book. <laughs> so we we do lots of collaborative shoots together where, um, because we do have an end goal in mind that we want to create a book of portraits and flowers. Well, you are just so full of great information. Tell everybody about, I know you have education for photographers, so tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I have a course called the Light Living Transformation course, and it's all about how to get my style. So I have a really unique style that's focused on a lot of beautiful, glowy backlighting, and I teach how to location scout to find locations that really work amazing for that how to really get beautiful skin tones and light without having all that orange haze in the photo. I talk about composition elements that really go into making up the style and how to set your white balance and your exposure and client wardrobe coaching. And then I have my presets included in it and everything about how I edit. Well, and I have a code for you guys. If you'd like a discount code for your listeners. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you want to check out at my website, lightliveinphotography.com and then click on education and you can see the transformation course. And then when you check out, if you use code LLT100, that'll get you guys a hundred dollars off. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody needs to go and check it out because again, like I'm, I'm not just saying it, like your work is just so beautiful and special. So Oh, thank you. So I, I always like to wrap up with this question. How do you define success? I would say having freedom to spend time with your family <laughs> and having a work that you're proud of and love doing. Well, that's great advice, Amber. Thank you. Thank you. So much. And I enjoy talking to you and getting to know you. And I'm going to go on your account and comment and DM you and comment back. <laughs> uh, well, thank Beautiful. you so much. Thank oh, you. thank you so much for having me, Kim. It's such an honor and I really appreciate it and enjoyed talking to you. Oh, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Amber, for being such a great cheerleader and educator, not only to our TMA membership, but also those listening today. I'm excited to start collecting those gold coins with these easy and applicable tips for Instagram growth. Amber's excitement is contagious because she knows how to make it work for her business and in yours. I hope you're wrapping up this episode feeling motivated and encouraged to go out and apply her strategies today. If you have enjoyed this episode, would you mind leaving us a rating and review? Just taking a short moment to do those two things helps us tremendously in not only growth of this podcast, but also in our planning of future episodes. Your time is valuable and we want to make sure that the time you spend with us here is filled with helpful information for your photography business. So click on those five stars and write a short review and we can't thank you enough. So I love this quote by Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, 
but a habit. So from Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.